Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, April 1st. Just oh, nobody, everybody be no. cool. Just don't <laughs> be, be cool, that anybody. guy. Be cool. Be cool. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Pulp Fiction reference. Um, anyway, today is April 1st, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. I feel like we've talked about April 1st a lot uh, in the past few weeks or month because a lot sure. of things are happening today. But the most important thing is... April Fool's jokes are fine, like, with your friends and family, as long as, you know, that doesn't major. But, like, just don't be that guy and take it too far. Just don't. Just, just don't, don't. Don't. If you're a news organization, there is absolutely Ugh. no need for you to do Never. any April Fool's content. Or, or if you're Disney. Remember that year Disney said that they were going to do The Lion King in Antarctica to make sure that it was the first musical to ever be performed <laughs> in all seven continents? Yeah. Like, they sent out a press release. It is legitimately like a just news thing. Just don't do that. Uh, just don't do that. Like, anyway. don't, that's also extra work for your publicist. What like the poor it's the poor fun. the poor people who have to write fake press releases on April yeah. Fool's Day. Pay them not more. Cool. Not cool. Um here's some things that are not April Fool's jokes in the podcast feed, both Patreon and the regular feed. I had my latest special episode. This is with Sean Ewing, who is the star of the new off-Broadway musical that is beginning performances on Thursday, March 31st, just a few hours after it hit the feeds called Americano. In it, he plays real life um, by now and at the end of the musical. He is a political activist named Tony Valdivinos. He is involved in the show. It's a really nice, um, sweet musical. I saw a workshop of it back in November. I talked about it mm. at the time. Um, so we talked about that. Tony, uh, or not Tony, I'm sorry, Tony's the character, Sean, Mm-hmm. Um, was has been on Broadway and Amazing Grace and and the last Broadway revival, not the Eva Van Hova one, but the one before that of West Side Story. Um, but for a lot of folks, I know their favorite production of West Side Story was the one that took place. Oh, was it at Signature or Arena Stage? I can't remember in Washington D.C. Um, he played Bernardo in that one. So. Um, uh, it was a really nice conversation. I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to seeing the show Fun. again after having seen it in a rehearsal room. I was going to say, is that part of your May trip? <sighs> uh, I'm not sure yet. I've got to work out the schedule. You saw I sent mm-hmm. out the very basic outline yeah. of my yep. uh, <laughs> of, of the uh, the spreadsheet. It doesn't have many things filled in yet, um, but not I'm yet. still I'm working on it. But um, Then over the weekend in the Patreon feed, we'll have Jan Simpson's latest episode of All the Drama, in which she looks at the 1920 Pulitzer Prize winner for drama beyond the horizon by eugene o'neill and then on sundays this week on broadway uh tony winner debbie gravitt will be uh the special guest they don't do a ton of guests now that there are shows to review um but she yeah, will uh, she will be on yep all of the shows um so yeah so debbie will be there i wonder if we'll talk about the fact that her son is uh, currently playing fiero on broadway and wicked so mm-hmm, true Anyway, all right, so let's move on. We have a ton of show and casting news to talk about at the top of the show here, Ashley. First up, when Mrs. Doubtfire, or Doubtfire, depending on which, you know, social media post or press release you get um, uh, returns to Broadway on April 14th at the Stephen Sondheim Theater. There will be a new set of kitties in the roles of Christopher and Natalie Hill. You don't like kitties? (laughs) I mean, just just to make it clear that it's kitties and not kitties. Oh, that's true. With D's. With D's, not T's. T's. Uh, Titus Landiger and Tyler Wallatis will be playing Christopher Hillard and Austin L. Fisher and Ava 
Abigail Prince will be sharing the role of Natalie Hillard. Of course, these are uh, the children of the eponymous uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Hillard character. Um it's interesting because this is show was supposed to come to Broadway in 2020, finally came back um, yeah. last year, and then they shut down again. The original uh, actors playing the younger versions are the ones of record, so they are the ones that are like credited on opening night, but they just got too old for the roles, yeah. um, which yeah. is always tough when you have this much of a delay. They never really got to have a real run of the show um, before they had to move on. But uh, Annalise Scarpacci, who is uh, the oldest of the three kids, Lydia Hill- Hill- Hillard, she will still be continuing with the show yeah. as she was already a legal adult and yeah, uh, probably safe. isn't growing a whole lot um, from there. Uh, so check that out at the Stephen Sondheim Theater beginning on April 14th. In off-Broadway news, a show that has been in development for well over a decade now is finally yeah. coming to New York City as Carolee Carmelo and Javier Munoz will start in the New York premiere of the air quotes, new Michael John Lacusa, Ellen Fitzhugh musical Los Otros. It'll be running at ART. I believe that's Actors Repertory Theater, not to be confused with the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, it'll be running from August 24th through October 8th. It'll be directed by Noah Himmelstein. Um, the show originally began its life back in uh, 2008 as Trace Ninas, and then it had a production in 2017 at the Every Man Theater in Baltimore. This will be part of the newly expanded um, Inner Voices series. Inner Voices actually gave the show its original life back in 2008. Further casting and creative team announcements will be coming in the months ahead. Now, moving uh, to some extension news, the long-awaited New York premiere of Mona Mansour's The Vagrant Trilogy has been extended by the Public Theater a week before it actually begins performances. Yeah, real the quick. Sh- they the know show- it's going to be fine. Yeah. The show begins performances a week from today on April 8th, and they've already announced a one-week extension. The show will now play through May 15th. Opening night is still set for April 25th. Um, this was a highly anticipated show back in 2020. That didn't actually get to happen because of COVID. The entire original ensemble where everybody plays multiple roles and there's 19 characters um, that are spanning three generations, multiple decades. They have all returned. Um, Tala Ash, who is... That is pretty impressive. Uh, Tala Ash is from Columbus, Ohio. She's also one of the stars of DC's Legends of Tomorrow Uh, on uh, on the CW, which is one of, if not... It's one of my favorite super superhero shows um and of course she's a central ohio native and uh so i'm excited for her to be doing this um it is directed by obi winner mark wing davy and it's an exploration of the palestinian struggle for home and identity that unfolds over three parts hence the titular trilogy uh, speaking of one-week extensions, uh, the Signature Theater in New York City announced an extension for Dominique Moriso's Confederates, directed by Story Ayers. It will now play through April 24th at the Pershing Square Signature Theater in the Alex Good. Alice Griffin Jewel Box Theater. I am hoping for another week of extensions yeah. because this is <laughs> this is one of the shows that I wasn't able to see because were, my yeah. flight got canceled um, over the weekend and signature generously gave me a credit for my ticket so Very that I can kind. use that for a future ticket. I'm sure that if, 
any extensions, the price usually goes up. So I probably won't be able to pay yeah. for the whole ticket with my original ticket price. But the That's reviews fine. At for least this. You get to see it theoretically. Exactly. The reviews for this have been spectacular. Um, so highly, highly recommend to uh, head over to the signature. Uh, center to see this before it finishes on April 24th or maybe later if they want to do me a solid. <laughs> yeah. And, and any uh, airlines or oh, viruses don't, don't get to you first. Yeah. No virus uh, that got yeah, me sick, sure. but but still some illness. But anyway, um, let's go from Midtown to uh, Brooklyn as uh, the Theater for a New Audience announced the cast for its upcoming production of Alice Childress's wedding band, colon, a love slash hate story in black and white. This is a, a another show from uh, black playwright Alice Childress that has not been produced much since its original premiere. Of course, we saw Trouble in Mind on Broadway earlier this season. Love that it. show had, yeah, it was one of my favorites. Hadn't been done very much, uh, especially it hadn't been done on Broadway since its premiere in 1955. This show hasn't been done very much on any professional stage since it premiered in 1966. The show will star Brittany Bradford, Rosalind Coleman, uh, Vianne Cox, um, Elizabeth Van Dyke, Max Wardendyke, and um, one of my favorites, uh, somebody who I've interviewed before for Broadway World, uh, Thomas Sadowski, uh, mm, will also mm-hmm. be in it. He's always fantastic. Um, this show will be directed by a Woye Tempo and begins performances on April 23rd ahead of a uh, May 8th opening. It is currently only scheduled to run through May 15th. Um, but everything that Tafana does tends to be really, really good. So if this is a show that sounds like it might be interested to you, especially with that cast, get tickets now. And finally, in this section, uh, Lincoln Center Theater announced details about its upcoming production of Brian Watkins' new play, Epiphany. The show will begin previews on Thursday, May 19th, with an opening on June 16th. It'll be directed by Tyne Raffaelli. It'll be upstairs at the Mitzi Newhouse Theater. Um, this one uh, features a cast of Francois Baptiste, Mary Louise Burke, Heather Burns, Jonathan Hattery, Omar Metwali, Colby Menifee, David Ryan Smith, C.J. Wilson, and Carmen Ziles. The show is described thusly, an uncanny evening. Snow falls softly. An eager host gathers old friends to try and resuscitate a forgotten tradition. But when the guest of honor is unusually late, the group becomes unmoored craving answers but there might not be enough wine or goose or time settle down let me finish (laughs) to fend off the long neglected (laughs) questions that now haunt their souls anyway so uh there Ah, you go uh epiphany from lincoln center theater so there you go not too shabby god i'm really happy with all these extensions because as we've mentioned many times this month is going to be so disgustingly packed but in the best way that i just i need more time for everything it really is crazy how much um is going on in this month and you know and we talk about it you know, for my day job, I do a lot yeah. of stuff with TV and movies. And there's been a lot of conversation about how there was this glut created by the pandemic and that mm-hmm. things had to slow down their production. And now oh, yeah. we're clear enough of that, while that, that's still obviously a thing, um, that things are starting to roll out right on top of each other. And it's becoming a little much for all at once. That's a really good movie. Um, everything, everywhere, to, all at once is coming out. I get out. to see yeah. it today. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so jealous. I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. 
It's not. It's not a. It's not no. released here yet. So anyway, um, the, but anyways, the only, the only thing I want to know, as far as the LCT announcement goes, is and speaking of everything that was supposed to come all at once, is whatever happened to that Sarah role play that we were supposed to get? <laughs> it was like in summer twenty twenty that was announced at the same or scheduled at the same time that at the wedding was, and we have one and I not the other. Is I can't remember. It was like Salem something nurse of salem i'm still not hope slash looking forward to that but it's in the ether at the moment and i really want to know where that play is because obviously a fan yeah well sarah rule is is tremendous i i just pulled up a um an article and it says that they it was postponed yeah this was june 2020 so that doesn't tell me anything but it is um uh sarah rules becky nurse of salem which of course uh goody nurse from the crucible is is that character rebecca nurse so i don't know we'll we'll love it i i've talked about how much i loved at the wedding so uh anything that we can do there soon good good all right speaking of something that i am seeing soon based off of pure unadulterated rave reviews alone is Ars Nova's Oratory, Oratorio Absolutely. for Living Things. Uh, composer Heather Christian's new show directed by Lee Sunday Evans. It officially opened on Wednesday night. And I want to run through some of the reviews because they were absolutely stellar. Uh, I've often talked about how much I love Ars Nova and I was, had this on my list for my last trip, actually my, my February trip. Um, or maybe no, 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 had it for my April trip and I, I just wasn't sure that it would be something that I would like. I thought, yeah, I right. probably like it because it's Ars Nova, but it sounds a little weird. I don't want to take a risk on this because there's so much good stuff. Um, but the take reviews. A risk on the weird things, most of all. Well, yeah, but it was the time when I was with my family. So it's like, I'm not only going to have a certain number of uh, that things. That is very true. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't but take here's, them to the hang or anything. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but here's here's the description of the show from the Ars Nova website. In this sweeping world premiere, composer Heather Christian infuses the classical oratorio with blues, gospel, jazz, and soul. Oratorio for Living Things unfolds the complex layers of what it means to be alive and our relationship with time. Staged by OBE award-winning director Lee Sun Evans and featuring 18 virtuosic singers and instrumentalists. The experience surrounds and uplifts, celebrating our curiosity, our wonder, and what we're capable of becoming when in communion with each other. The resulting music theater, not musical theater, the resulting music theater event heralds Christian as an undeniable artistic force. The reviews, especially that of uh, Raven Snook and Adam Feldman, both from Time Out, um, convinced me to purchase a ticket yeah. because they announced an extension in conjunction with opening night. Um, so it is now playing through May 15th at the Greenwich House uh, downtown mm-hmm. on Barrow Street, Ars Nova's uh, new home for the last couple years. But let's yeah. talk about some reviews here. Jesse Green from the New York Times made the show a critic's pick, writing, quote, What's haunting is how the oratorio form in Christian's private cosmology elevates such banal statements talking about some of the lyrics that seem fairly pedestrian uh, in a vacuum to an almost sacred plane, alternating in the classical manner between massed choral singing and solo arias all exquisitely performed under the music direction of Ben Moss. The show, uh, she throws several centuries of musical styles into the pot and swirls them around. The ear passes through currents of plain chant and gospel, blues, and electronica. Uh, 
Raven Snook from Time Out, as I mentioned, gave the show five out of five stars. That is rare uh, to get a five out of five. She wrote, quote, Heather Christian's divine oratorio for living things welcomes you to worship. To call this genre non-conforming show a musical would be reductive. It's Sue Genovese's meditation on time and existence, a classical choral masterwork infused with pop, blues, and gospel. A dozen superlative vocalists and six marvelous instrumentalists make sense and oral spectacle out of Christian's compositions. Because the lyrics are dense and can be difficult to parse, some parts are in Latin, sometimes it builds into cacophony, librettos are distributed at the door. You know I love that. You can Mm -hmm. use them as hymnals to follow along, but engaging fully with oratorio in all its mysterious glory is a transcendent experience. Love it. And then finally, Helen Shaw from Vulture said, quote, I've always been a little annoyed by dramatists' slipshod use of scientific principles, perhaps because I've seen too many plays that shoehorn quantum theory into human relationship. Then parenthetically, she says, Heisenberg's uncertainty principle will not help you understand heartbreak. But... Christian smashes through that old prejudice of mine as her as her as her smiling performers all in beautiful voice sing what we are quote made for collision because of our atomic makeup I believed it. The Oratorio for Living Things uses music to dissolve the listeners into their fundamental particles then uses simple choreography and intimate eye contact to reorganize us. We have spent so much of the last 2 years being thrown centrifugally out on our own systems so Oratorio puts you into the middle of one and spins you back into place. I have no idea what the hell that means, but I am no, 100% I looking forward to seeing it. Science actually. lesson. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned that they had announced an extension. They even last night, I think it was like right after Adam's uh, or Adam had posted sharing Raven's review more than anything and being like, hey, mm-hmm. you have to go see the show because the five-star review was very right. It was sold out. And then they, before they even announced the extension, they were very quietly uh, putting those dates on the calendar and releasing tickets. Yep. So some people were able to get them. I was not one Me. of those people. Un- yeah. <laughs> I was not one of those people. Unfortunately, um, I actually got an invite for this weeks ago. Oh, and wonderful. I I didn't realize it until Thursday, <laughs> as in yesterday from when this comes out today when we're recording. So I'm hoping uh, the press folks are very kind and allow yeah, me to slip into the extension. Yeah, I hope so. They've been nice to me before. Yeah, and I got to thank Adam because you're right. This had not even, the extension had yeah. not even been announced when he tweeted about it and I was able to get a ticket. So yep, looking see. forward to that. All right, something I am very much less looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Um, the, yesterday in a variety exclusive that I had some issues with, um, it was announced that, and I think we kind of already knew this a little bit, but didn't know all the details, mm. but they announced that Next to Normal will be having a reimagined live immersive theatrical event in Barcelona, Spain this July. Mm. The show will be presented without sets or props in a 20,000 square foot venue utilizing a surround sound system with 360 degree projections to create an immersive experience that places the audience alongside the actors okay first off not a fan of immersive stuff like this not a fan not a huge fan of next to normal either although i do like some of the songs in a vacuum um here's where it gets even more wonky Mm mm-hmm Alice Ripley, who won a Tony for the original show, will <laughs> reprise her role. Um, she is joined by a number of Spanish uh, performers, but 
Tony Award nominee Adam Pascal, who you might remember came to Alice Ripley's defense when she was the subject of some uh, controversy last year. Um, he will play Dr. Madden and Dr. Fine in a virtual format. Okay. Um, <laughs> this show does carry the blessing of Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkey. Um, there's a lot of things that I don't, I have no interest in uh, with this. I can't this. imagine somewhere I'd rather lesby like i can't this sounds horrific and i understand like okay if you're gonna try to do the 360 degree projections okay but there's no set or props so is it just like alice standing there (laughs) singing i miss the mountains and everyone's standing watching like i don't understand i don't understand i don't understand i'm sure we'll get pictures and probably video at some point van hova meets what's his name the Macbeth king lear director oh god sam gold yeah Yeah, there's there's apparently (laughs) apparently sam is continuing his tradition of doing classic shows with no sets but um yeah yeah, i don't know not not for me i love the weird stuff this is not what i love this isn't the right kind of weird this is this is doing something to be different without purpose yeah, especially because I don't, I think that show probably does better with chaos and having sure. everything stripped down to a minimalistic perspective doesn't seem to align itself with the story and characters being told and next to normal. But anyway, speaking of uh, the exact opposite kind of thing, something that I am 1 billion percent here for, uh, Broadway alum, future Glinda and international pop superstar ariana grande is putting her money where her values are because yesterday on the final day of the trans week of visibility and action grande has pledged to match donations up to 1.5 million dollars that are donated um, through a fundraiser she created in a statement she wrote quote Right now, there are hundreds of bills pending in state legislatures across the United States that target trans youth and aim to curb their rights. The impact of fighting these anti-trans bills and policies is felt all year by trans people, their families, and loved ones. uh, Please join me in donating to this fundraiser, which will provide critical funds to organizations providing direct services to trans youth and advocating for the rights of trans youth in states currently targeted by anti-trans policies. As I said, Trans Week ran from March 21st through uh, March 31st, um, and they it's a campaign targeting seven states to build power and support uh, for trans youth being you know marginalized by state legislatures. So I've talked about this before, I think. Um, Ariana Grande as a performer, obviously vocally amazing, but not my type of music. Same, um, same. But I've been thoroughly impressed with her over the years especially everything she did if you remember there was a a terror attack carried out um at the venue of one of oh, her performances God, i forgot about that yeah how she dealt with that um both publicly and talking about the trauma personally was mm-hmm. really impressive um a former partner of hers uh died due yeah. to i believe a drug overdose and kind of her openness and talking about drug addiction um was really impressive she's clearly insanely talented but also yep. seems to be somebody who um really has a a a good head on her shoulders definitely um, and, and it's, it's something been like, nice to see her grow too because i know totally. she I mean, she definitely had some scandals early on and it yeah. just it just it's like one i don't care about them but no. also uh also it seems like you know she's growing upward in the right direction 
Well, it's the same thing because there's a lot of people that have negative impressions of her because of, mm-hmm. I don't know, the leather she wears or the kitty cat ears she used to wear, whatever. But it's so similar to me. general misogyny. Yes, 100%. But it's also similar to a lot of the random nonsensical opinions that people have about like Lin-Manuel Miranda or Guy Fieri. Like they don't. Really, they just they find them annoying and then they think that they're obnoxious and bad people and like to hate on them. And yet all three of those people do incredible good for other people um, with their own time and their money and, the, and speaking out um, some guy. of it very publicly. Yeah, guy's amazing. <laughs> um, but but Lynn also, I mean, he's. I mean, oh yeah, he no, stepped totally. up and so I'm 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 in, I I always bristle a little bit when anybody has issues with those people who anybody not just these three but anybody who you might find annoying but like really does you know walk the walk. Um, so many people totally. these days talk the to- talk the talk and fail to follow up with action. So when we are seeing people who have all of the benefits of privilege uh, step up. Uh, it's hard for me to do anything but really love what they do. And I'm very excited about Ariana taking this step publicly. Yeah, absolutely. To all of that. I, I can't possibly add more. Great. And you shouldn't because we're at 25 minutes. Yeah, so anyway, exactly. that is all that we have for today. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right. All of that great content that I talked about at the top of the show will be in your podcast feeds on Patreon first. So head over to Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, BroadwayRadio.com slash Patreon. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday. Thank you.